I just want to take a second to again acknowledge the absolute absurdity of that song that we blast through everyone's speakers on a weekly basis. I mean, it's just, it makes me laugh every week. We've been, it's three years we've been doing this. Is that it? Feels like at ten. At least. It does feel, <laughs> we've watched at least a decade worth of television and movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But God, I love that song. Welcome back for another helping of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. I'm Ross Bolin here with my buddy Barrett Dudley to bring you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily digestible podcast packed with laughs. Barrett, let us hear that saucy voice. Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a a, a you sound effect too. I'm gonna give you a sound effect. That's that's uh, that is the sound that I made moments ago. Swoop. Yeah, I went swoop like that because what was happening was I was running a bit late to the uh, to the podcast studio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you guys were all set up with the video here, computers out, microphones hot. Sure. The door was closing. Oh wow! Fortunately, mm. I was wearing my uh, my accessories belt. Yep. And I just whipped out my two bottles of lube, mm-hmm. sprayed them all over my head and my body, <laughs> and then I went swoop, and I slid in this door, plopped down on this seat, and I made it just in time. So. Yeah. Oh, you're lube man. Yeah, I'm lube man. That was um, <laughs> a a laugh out loud moment for me when they called him lube man. <laughs> Was that really lube? I mean, it was. Yeah, it was some type of. I mean, I guess it could have been olive oil. The fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, um, good stuff. Okay, well, I'm glad yeah. you made it. I'm glad you made it and yeah. managed. Thanks to my trusty bottles of lube hooked up to my accessories belt. Uh huh. And and you already towed yourself off, which I appreciate. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want to look too uh, too too wet on camera. We yeah. keep tally very, very dry. Yeah, we keep mouth. tally off camera. Um, and Towley comes out, and if either Barrett or I mm, experience mm, something mm. that causes us to be wet, Towley from South Park heals us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got another fun episode today. We're covering Watchmen Season 1, Episode 4. We're discussing the pilot of His Dark Materials. So, two very simple, easy to understand, easy to... To, no, not complicated, not crazy, nothing insane happening on either of those shows. And then Julia Roberts' Top 5, which... Top five, top five, top five. We're, I don't. We're, Julia Gulia, Julia Roberts, not Julia Gulia. That's that's Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and never been kissed. Yeah, different white woman. Ah, okay. Totally different white woman. Yeah. This episode of OCC is also brought to you by Lisa. I routinely argue that your mattress is up there with your TV in terms of important purchases that you make for your home or your apartment. So you have to ask yourself: Is your mattress kind of shitty? Do you even remember where it came from? Do you wake up every morning feeling like you've won the lottery because your mattress is so damn comfortable? I do, on my hybrid, made by Lisa, our sponsor. Lisa, join me. Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a healthier, happier you. And to Lisa, a bed is more than just a place to sleep. It's a place for relaxation and rest. All of Lisa's products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary that you actually want to spend time in. They have an incredible deal for us, uh, Clam Fam. Everyone who's listening, you get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at lisa.com slash dragon when you use the promo code dragon. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash dragon, promo code dragon. I've been sleeping on a Lisa forever. Their hybrid is unbelievable. The hybrid by Lisa combines their premium foams and springs for enhanced pressure relief with edge-to-edge support, thoughtfully designed with the best of both worlds. I say it is the most comfortable bed I've ever laid eyes or body on. I literally fall more deeply in love with it every night that I sleep on it. And we've been together for years now, Barry. You, I mean, you're, you're such a day one Lisa rider. I am. 
that it's almost time for you to get a new Lisa. It's true. <laughs> That's going to be crazy when that day comes, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? And there will be like a new version too. And I can't wait for that. Who knows what type of crazy hybrid technology they're going to be serving future? up then. Yeah. Into the future? Yeah, yeah. Lisa.com. Not sure how it could get better. I mean, but just, you know, I'm sure they'll figure out a way. Oh, I'm sure they will. It's Lisa. I'm you know? sure they will. You know what I mean? Science, technology, these things advance. They do. Exactly. They move forward. You can't, you can't stop it. And so does our sleep with it. Lisa.com slash dragon. Dragon. Promo code. Dragon. What's coming on Patreon in November? What's already available on Patreon? Well, I'll tell you, Barrett. Tell me. First of all, I'll tell you what Patreon is. Patreon's where you can get more episodes of OCC ad-free exclusively on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. It is simply a platform that provides us the opportunity to provide you with more content. And uh, so we do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we did our movie club for the month of November on the movie on the film Parasite. That was absolutely to all the parasites out there. Incredible. Um, absolutely incredible. What did we do before that? Before that, we broke down all of our early thoughts on the on the, the four Apple TV Plus pillar TV programs out on Apple TV Plus right now. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We did. Um, I'll, I won't even tease you with what what our thoughts are. You'll have to go to Patreon yeah, you'll to just know. Have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when you sign up, just for the record, um, before we cover what else is coming in November, you do get everything in our backlog from October. So like the movie club for Joker, if you watch Joker, uh, Righteous Gemstones, if you watch that, Fleabag, Mo- season Those one old two. movie clubs are going to be especially useful yeah. as we head into award season here. Oh, yeah. People are going to be catching up on these movies. They're going to mm-hmm. say, oh, God, the Parasite, what is this Korean film that I've never heard of before until just now because it's getting nominated for a million awards? Right. And we're going to say, well, if you had been part of the Patreon, you would have known, you would have already gone to see this movie. But now, guess what? You can go see it whenever, December, January, late November, next year sometime, whenever, and it'll be there waiting for you. Whenever you when want When you're a member of the Patreon in either the Mollusk Militia or the Clam Fam, you know, speaking of those Apple TV Plus shows... Mm-hmm. It's reported that uh, they were spending, or that they did spend $300 million, or they had a $300 million budget. Let's just say they spent it. I'm going to say they spent it. They spent $150 million on each of the first two seasons of this show. Allegedly. But it only costs $5 to join the Patreon and listen to the episode about the $150 million show. You got to spend money to make it. Ipso facto... Yeah. Very little cash monies involved oh, yeah. to get a lot of cash monies. Y- yeah, yes. In effect, yes. Is the way that that works. You're, ba- you're, Ipso facto. you're paying $5, you get content about $150 million. Yeah, you're, you're only the paying The content is $5. worth far, far closer yeah. to $150 million than yeah. it is to 5 No, I follow. Technically- in, in my honest opinion. You're paying 5 bucks for like roughly $300 million <laughs> worth of content. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That That's the saying. deal we're providing yeah, 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 yeah. you with. I don't. I That's don't. That's the even, transitive property. Can you even believe it, folks? No, no, no. Go to Patreon.com/slash/OystersClamsCockles today and redeem. But your, wait, your five dollars for three hundred million more. coupon. <laughs> yeah. So what else is coming in November? Um, man, I just did this that. Month. Now, now I can't even. Rem- now I, I can't even remember. Oh, next week. Next week. You can't uh, yell. Wait, there's more like that, and then not follow through. You <laughs> an need to- ode to Rick and Morty. Plus, we're going to be oh, talking yeah. about. Uh, the the first couple episodes that that come out of this latest and greatest season, mm. yeah, uh-huh. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And then uh, last but not least, last week of November, we'll be delivering a 
Mollusk Militia only exclusive hotline call episode, which you'll just be able to listen to, you know, on your way home for Thanksgiving. Gotta love that. Sitting around in the airport, just teasing your ears with that delicious, delicious Patreon ad-free content. Oh, that's hot. You know? Good only stuff. for you, because you're a member of the Mollusk Militia. It's just for you, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. Let's talk about Watchmen. Okay. Season one, episode four, uh, c- completely off the rails, somehow even more <laughs> than the... In the first three, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, but yeah, it really so happened. The first three, honestly, they they were weird, but I would not say off the rails. If you kind of knew a little bit about the background, nothing was really like 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 the, you, there were certainly weird elements, some stuff that you didn't quite understand. Sure, but it was all relatively mm, approachable, I would say. For me, and he, I, that's the there way. This is the way that falling I falling from the sky. With the, okay, but sure, I, sure. But, but I understand what you're saying. Here's the thing: because th- because this episode really zooms it out. Yeah, and now and, it gets crazy. And as hell. now it gets crazy as hell. Like but now now we've like really now we've pulled that camera back out. We're at a wide angle, and there's just a whole bunch of shit going on, and 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 it is going to be interesting to see how it all connects. Yes, it is. Um, but I felt most comfortable. This week, is out of a, is out of the four, which is strange. It was the most off the rails, but it was the one where I was most able to enjoy the off the rails nature. Like okay. I settled into the chaos or something. It was unusual. Yeah, I like, think that's what it is. I was smiling about it instead of being like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yes, more weird shit. I love it. Feed it to me." Yeah, like yeah. I'm starting to get into that. Like I, I don't even care anymore. I just want them to pile it on, and they are. It's absolutely outrageous what's happening at this point. Um. Uh, like this was probably my favorite episode yet, and I felt again like like that was I was not alone in that. I saw that as a as a sure sure a relatively general consensus on social media. I, wonder, I also saw some reviews from people who didn't enjoy the episode. I wonder if that's because this episode it kind of like took everybody down for the plunge. It's like first three were kind of like you you could be kind of a li- you could be a little bit divided between people that knew the 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 kind of the origins the the background sure. from like a graphic novel and then the and then you can like be me. the right and then you don't and then the other half uh-huh. or the other group not really sure what's going on didn't have all that information and now with this episode with the introduction of this new character especially Lady True yeah like we're just kind of all riding down that that steep steep roller coaster you know what I mean yeah it's insane um, so we're all we're all in it together yeah we start off with the cold open and we meet Lady True who uh, grows a baby for a random couple in exchange for their land so that she can build what? Some type of clock thing is what they is what the people living on the land think it uh, understand it to be. Oh good. Yeah. Some type of giant clock thing. Mike, something something with time. She's trying to control time. I love that we never get like the specifics of what anybody's actually trying to do. It's just no. general like yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. You well, know sci-fi and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool R- shit. Cool right shit. right off the bat. Here's a question for you. Do you think that was last year? Six months ago? 20 years ago? Because I got the vibe that that could that have been like be s- 90s, early 90s. Like okay. maybe Lady True is an aging. Hmm. Huh. That's interesting. I kept wondering to myself, is this going to be like a superhero baby or something? They're, they're, because they're like, because that couple is like, oh, we know who you are. Yeah. You're that, you're that lady building the weird clock thing up the road. The eccentric billionaire. And she's the- like, actually... I'm a trillionaire. Trillionaire. Yeah, but then we get to... So I guess... Yeah, that's true. So I guess in that moment, she is already worth more money than anybody has ever been worth 
in the history of Earth. Um, but then when you know when we finally go to when we finally go to the compound, if you will, sure. There's all like that you you see the true the the company name and it's all developed and stuff is happening and so there was an element there that kind of felt like that was time had passed that time had passed yeah I don't know just throwing it up Mike did you get a feel for that in terms of the timing I did yeah I couldn't like narrow down how far in the past that was but, but it was it definitely feel... several years okay it yeah. felt that way for me too like it was at least some distance into the past but yes but yeah she has created a baby. For these two people that that she's you know presumably never met before, she's a and baby. it is their baby. She grew this baby. She grew this baby because she owns the fertility clinic in which they attempted to have a baby before, but failed because her eggs were non viable. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. said, "Fuck that. That's bullshit. That's, I say that's bullshit." <laughs> Dude, she's the best, by the way. Lady yeah, she's awesome. is now my favorite character, <laughs> and I desperately want more of her. Why did it take four episodes to introduce us to this woman? She's phenomenal, and she grows babies and then gives them to random white couples. Uh, we really tiptoed into fertility as a subject matter here on this show in episode four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine how uh, uncomfortable some of these scenes were for some people. Like this is, It was a lot of shit to take in, dude, this, this episode with the babies and, and the killing of babies and the growing of babies and the very yeah, rapid yeah. growth of babies from babies into... Into Crookshanks's and the, the baby right, microwave, right? The baby the microwave, baby microwave yeah. where, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, did you want to continue kind of like true. running through the episode before yeah, I sure. just start? Before we just start talking d- about before we just stuff? start diving into like uh, the uh, the babies in the, the lake, you know? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, so what, Lady True? From there, we get our you know, obviously our, our normal intro, and then I guess what what else? There's, I mean. I always find myself wanting to talk about the storyline of yeah. uh, Homie trying to escape more than anything else. Right. Let's let's just sit right there in that intro. Everything you know, we get our, our the, the the Watchmen lettering, and and they always are they're presenting us with the episode title in a really awesome way every episode. This one was eggs cracking, and right? I would just and I would just like to say and yolk that you know how when you're watching like a football game on network TV, you can hit the sap button on your remote control. At least, this is that old, at least this is an old school thing, and it like it like jumps you to the Spanish version. Oh yeah, 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 yeah basically. Yeah, yeah sometimes it'll like, pop up and be like sap. Available. I would, yeah, I would like that button, but it's called the Trent button, and it just it 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 removes whoever has you know soundtracked and scored what the television show that you're watching, and inserts Trent Reznor scores and beats. Okay. Because like, dude. The, 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 his sounds, it's, it is pretty good. They just like, they make the, they, they simultaneously make the hair on the back of my neck stand up, but they also like make me want to go to like a, a disgusting rave in, you know, an industrial warehouse in Berlin. So he, who scores all this? Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the music guys on okay, watch, him yeah, and another guy. The music in this show really like moves the episode. Dude, along. those big synth drops and just like the dun dun. Yeah, like yeah, they're so good at pacing. Yeah, it's, like, it's really, really awesome. And building the intensity or sort of unleashing it in different mm-hmm. scenes, it's cool. Uh, the way they've used music has been very impressive thus far. Uh, Mike, what's the name of the guy on the other planet? Uh, a- or maybe uh, the other planet? Fight. Yeah. And is Ad- it the Adrian, moon? right? Adrian? Ozymandias, Ozymandias, Ozymandias Adrian slash Adrian Veidt. Adrian Veidt. Or Wiley Coyote. And he has aged. Um, before I forget, did they take a shot at the movie in this episode? Yes, they did. Like a For very blatant sure. shot? Where uh, they the like pu- they like punched it in the face multiple times in a row. Yeah, yeah, that was very. I almost respect that. 
Yeah. Like they were like, fuck the movie. The movie got everything <laughs> wrong. The movie's trash. Don't go off what you think you know from the movie, yep. which has been my deal the last like three yeah, episodes. Yeah. So I was like, I, th- I just, that felt cool. Like yeah. I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. But I love that the show was willing to be like, fuck the movie. That Just that, to shit talk the movie. Yeah. That didn't go off the source material like it should have. And we are. And we're playing with that into the future or whatever. Yeah. And they, they don't want you to carry anything from the movie into the characters on this show. Yeah, and and Which also also one of the big things that I and I Mike can probably correct me here if I have this wrong, but one of the big things that the movie dropped from the graphic novel is that is the whole thing with the comedian sexually assaulting Silk Spectre. Now there no because there's a scene. No, in, I think that's in the movie. It's it's a very it's not as blatant, but yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like he bends her over a pool table and kicks her legs to the side and is literally about to rape her. Right. And then somebody kicks in the room and busts in the room and okay, stops okay. it. Okay, okay, all right. So, okay, I'm, I'm not right there. But they get, they yeah, they get deep into her whole family situation. They touch it on it, touch on it in the movie and okay. frame it up. Okay, Yeah. My mistake. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. The comedian is, is a fucked up character. Uh, every character on this show is pretty fucked up. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People but, are... Or considering that the comedian might have a connection to Lady Trio. Ah. Because there's a scene in a graphic novel in Vietnam when the superheroes are fighting the Vietnam War and they win it. Right. Because Dr. Manhattan just obliterates everyone. Right. Um, And there's a Vietnamese lady coming up to the comedian saying, hey, you told me you're going to take me back to America with you now. Right. And I'm pregnant with your child, so let's do this. Right. And he's like, no. And he murders her. Yeah. He just shoots her because he doesn't want the responsibility of this child. Right. That happens in the movie, too. Right. It does happen in the movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, movie gets gets some things right. That's interesting. But, um, yeah, the, well, people it, are okay. saying Lady so the, Lady the, True might be the child. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The, the, the movie- She is from Vietnam. Is actually right. credited with being a fairly faithful adaptation of right. the graphic novel. They just, the, 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 the complaints about the movie are- The depth the, is not there. The, right. Yeah. And that's- yeah. In all fairness, They're like for, Zack Snyder went for style over yeah. like the depth of and substance. And I get like, look, I get that they waited as long as they did to take that shot because it's almost like you better have a movie length worth of this show existing before you're taking <laughs> shots at a movie. And they do now. Well, and, they kind of took yeah. shots at it in like the second or ah, first but episode. Not so not this was like a freaking right. It yeah. was a character saying it was that a haymaker. Sucks. For anybody yeah. un- not sure what we're talking about, when when uh, Lori Blake and and uh, Sister Knight are riding in the car Petey. with Petey in the back. Yeah. yeah. And Laurie tells him that he can, you know, he can tell Sister Knight about what her trauma is. And with the, the, the lines that he delivers there where he's basically like, where Sister Knight says something about the Minutemen, oh, you mean like from the TV show? And he's like, no, that TV show was trash. They got everything wrong. Right. That's the, these are, those are the lines that we're talking about that were like pretty blatant shots at the, uh, the previous adaptation of, yeah, harsh of this graphic. Novel. So, is Ozzy on the moon? Yeah. So, a moon? Here's here's I don't know. He's here, in here's, space. It's not Mars though. That thing. We can not just red. let's just I'll talk. Let's just talk big picture right away. Yeah. One of the things that is going on at you know the quote unquote big clock there in Tulsa mm-hmm. is that Lady True has what something called a veranium, a verandium. Starts with a V, ends with an E-um. Between the things people have in this show and his dark materials and their pronunciation, it's been a very long day for me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and it's about to get a lot longer. Like, 
a lot longer when we start talking about his dark materials. I, so, I knew three words in that show. Um, yeah, and, and what she says when they enter there is that she told her mom that she'd never leave Vietnam. She couldn't hold the, keep that promise, so she brought Vietnam to her. The, 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 what that's telling me, though, basically, is that she has invented or found a way to create these biodomes that replicate very specific... Uh, you know, microclimates. Basically. So she she might be the one so that, imprisoning. So wherever Vite. Vite is, I'm pretty sure that he's in one of these things. Yeah. Oh, tight. And I think that that's either, I think that's most likely on the moon or on Mars. See, now when we, when we zoomed away from the planet, it looked like it was probably the moon. The moon, yeah, they did that thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just like a cool camera I trick. I thought about it and I was or... like, if you're going to do that camera trick and that and he's not on, on planet, the moon. that planet then it's a really stupid camera trick yeah right? that yeah so that that definitely tipped me off to to thinking that it was or pushed me in the direction of thinking that he's on the moon and i think that was the main thing that made this episode so enjoyable for me and so it was that i was comfortable with the chaos is that like you just mentioned we're able to now see where some of these threads that we're pulling at are starting to go in terms of like yes we find out he is trying to escape this place yeah yeah like no this was he, definitely the episode where they start to like pull on the, the the threads of the sweater if you will you know right and some of the stuff that and ask these crazy questions about what the hell is going on yeah some of the stuff that mike and and you have correctly uh, uh predicted at some points too there's it's been crazy to see where it's going and to get a better feel for it and what i keep wondering to myself every time we get a little greg sprinkle if you will mm-hmm. i i keep wondering how are they going and i i know the answer too and i don't even know why i ask myself but i can't help it i ask how are they going to wrap this all up and in, in by the season finale, right? And the right. answer is they're they're absolutely not. <laughs> they're absolutely not going to. Yeah, they, according to Lindelof, they are. So yeah, that's true. He said that it's yeah, like, it's very it's a self-contained it, story. It, it is. Which, it is really you trust tough, this man. No, okay. Like you know, we've got. Let's see. I I think we can. It's pretty easy now to connect Lady True with Vite, and then right. she's also sitting there having a discussion with Will. Um, Angela's grandfather. Right. Uh, he's with so, her. So he's with her in some capacity, and it sounds like maybe he's going to like betray his family or something like that is what he's talking about. Start saying she's going to be- at the end. Yeah, she's going to be pissed. Angela's going to be pissed off about, about whatever it is that she finds out he has done. Yeah. And that's going to prove that he's all in on we have just no idea what they're talking about. Right. Just, um, another conversation where I was like, the, ah! The part that I can't like- currently fit in is Judd's death. What is all that? What is what does that mean? Where's his place in all this, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know, Mike, maybe you you can agree or disagree, but next the preview for next week where we're getting a um, mere face man is our main uh, what's his actual oh, name? Yeah. Don't let me disrespect the characters. Uh Looking Glass. Looking Glass who and he, in the fucking preview he's telling somebody like you know it's Looking Glass. Um <laughs> It looks like he's probably our central focus. Okay. Right. And I, I have to imagine he's investigating exactly what we're okay. talking about. I'm, I'm in, trying to figure I'm, that I'm, out. I'm into that idea. I hope we get more of him because I liked seeing him just in his weird bunker developing pictures of squids yeah. dying. You, you know he's doing his own investigation on all this shit in the background, and that's probably what's going to be revealed in the next episode. That's going to be pretty fascinating. He is... Such an awesome character. Yeah. Everybody, I'm starting to more and more love all of the characters. But yeah, I, I don't know where that dude, Judd, like, because if he really was in the cavalry, okay, 
it complicates things to a great degree. Like, okay, then why was he taking Angela under his wing mm-hmm. and fighting the cavalry with her? Like, how does that all fit in? There's just so many questions to answer right. about yeah, no, that initial setup from episode one. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just right on its face. It's like, well, he had clearly like befriended this black family. Like, they were gone out of his best way friends. On. Yeah, pretty much. They were they're very very close. So what was what was all that about? And and, and yeah, um, well, just one thing you 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 just mentioned, uh, or we we were talking about Looking Glass. One of the things that I love about this show is that it also like manages to be really funny still. Like there are lots of moments where, you know, you really kind of like laugh out loud or chuckle. Oh yeah. I mean, not 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 only did we have Lube Man sliding into a sewer after <laughs> squirting lube all over himself. <laughs> That's what Lube Man does. But just like there I I loved Angela and Looking Glass's conversation about uh being weird. Yeah. And then you know he said he, he, him telling her to be careful of of that FBI agent because she's really weird. She's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Like, it's just not what you kind of expected him to say about her. One of my oh. favorite things, something that made that lube man scene so funny and enjoyable, was Angela's reaction because she's having the viewer's reaction. Ah, <laughs> Siri is the best, dude. She just pops up when she wants wow. to. That happens. I've to me got all this the thing time. on 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 the the, the moon too. That, you know? you're kidding me. Yeah, she just doesn't huh. care. Wow, that rude, yeah. rude biatch, Siri. Sorry Mike, about that. Continue, listeners. No, but she she sees Lube Man. She's like, the fuck. Yeah, and then he does what he does and slides into the sewer, and she's like, the, the fuck, <laughs> dude, Lube Man. That is so funny. Imagine I was pitching out Lube Man to someone. Uh, if it's you, <laughs> what's your superpower going to be? I take out a bunch of lube and I put it all over myself. Which enables me to slide into the drains, Sewer. sewers, and gutters. That yeah. reminds me of escape a, on foot. Of That's char- his power. Of a character that would have been on that movie, Mystery Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see that yeah. with Ben Stiller? Yeah. yeah. God. All right. Who else? So, okay. I'm very confused about uh, Will Reeves. Yeah. The old yeah. man's place in all this now. We wait, If we ever get... Are there only eight episodes of this season? Nine. We got five more. Nueve. Okay, we need to start moving quickly, quickly, quickly. There's too many character holes. I need. I need. To start you know. You know. It, it as 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 much as this episode, as much as it did, kind of like pull the camera back, introduce another massive character and another like really big, you know, cog in the in the scheme of things. It also feels like it could be wrapped up relatively quickly. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I like your confidence in this. Because because it's... I'm just worried because of who's in charge. That's the only And may- maybe that's because we started smaller, because we just, start, we just started with, like, 7th Cavalry, the, you know, Judd, the chief of police, and, Angela and now he's and dead, and now he's maybe 7th Cavalry. Right. So it kind of, like, all boils down to, like, that one initial kind of mystery i guess and so uh, like even though we keep adding little pieces here here and there or big pieces um i you know i still kind of just i don't know i have faith that it's that it can that it's all so tied together that it can all come together in in two three episodes okay well i look forward to seeing if they can make that happen um i agree i think they can just what I've heard from the critics who have the first six screeners is that the first 
episode six, you get a nice info dump that fills in a lot of the blanks. And then after that, you have three more episodes that are basically a three-part finale. Mm-hmm. So I think they can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I love the sound of that. Yeah. That would be very nice. What's the deal with the FBI agent uh, going in and now heading up this unit? Wasn't she the head of the anti-vigilante unit or involved in the anti-vigilante unit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's mm-hmm. put in charge of solving the murder. So is she still working for her, for the bureau? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just in that office. Right. Right. Okay. I was yeah. a bit confused by that. Um, so yeah, Ozzy Mendias trying to escape uh, via catapult is going to be the funniest <laughs> thing ever. He's flinging babies at the sky to find an exit point. Dead clones. <laughs> Dead, Dead clones. Dead clones. Yeah. Of uh, the babies, he just is, and he's just he's just like in Sparta. You know, he sees one has a defect, doesn't like its bone structure or something. He just tosses it back in LA. Sure, sure. This yeah. one's not breathing correctly. This yeah. one's clearly weaker. Whatever. I don't like this one's cheekbones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's fishing, but for babies. Yeah. Um. I, but I mean, it, and that was obviously a disturbing scene but also had like this just you know it was like a dead oh, it, it was like a dead baby joke at the same time it was time. Not funny you know it was yeah. very it funny. was abs- it had a level of absurdity it was so, to it yeah, yeah it was right. so absurd. that it wasn't offense it wasn't so it wasn't violent or horrific it was more funny than anything yeah did yeah. i did i tell you guys about damon lindelof's um inspiration for the adrian Veidt story in this Mm-mm, in this season remember. wiley coyote ah where he's <laughs> Has yeah. all these schemes yeah. and plans and has uh, all these yeah, inventions, dude. but they never work. I love that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I love the old school, like, mechanical nature of everything he's doing. Yeah. Like, even if it results in an insane technological right, like, miracle. Very, very, like, uh, like the microwave, which, which, the baby which microwave. Which has a lot of elements of steampunk, right? Yeah, it does. Sort of yeah. crank to it and all the gears and shit. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and then with the babies, that's that's obviously another connection to Lady True. Who can also ba- basically grow a baby, right? Yeah, it's like he's basically right. in a video game world, and he has parameters he can play with, and he's trying to figure right. out a way out. And uh, him launching failed clones at the sky for an exit point, and then we see in the preview for next week, hit skip if you don't want to know, I guess, he's in full like armor, like plated armor, right, being right. loaded up into the catapult himself. <laughs> So that he can attempt his first attempt, you have to imagine, doesn't go well. I would have to imagine. We'll see. Speaking of babies <laughs> and uh, the connection between Lady True and Vite, wh- what type of vibes were you getting from Lady True's, and I'm doing air quotes here, daughter? I don't know what the, I, I didn't really know what to draw from that. Okay, she has that dream. She mm-hmm. wakes up. She walks over to Lady True. She explains it to her. And Lady True won't even walk her back. Yeah. To the bed. And she says her feet still hurt. Like she can feel the result of a dream in reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike, that what, was interesting. What, was, what, was the, what the hell was she that? Was, she, uh, while sleeping, she was hooked up to an IV. Yes. Yeah. So something's up there. You know? Every scene, though, you're like, oh, okay. Is she like a real, is she, is she a, 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 you know, a, a grown baby, a plant baby, yeah, basically? She's, a lake baby, if you will. She's definitely a clone. The prevailing theory is that... She is the mother. She is Lady True's mother, a clone of her mother. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fucked up. Who was killed by the comedian. Dude, yeah. that's so deep. That's so deep wow. and so heavy and disturbing and awesome. 
Um, and what? yeah, then and maybe they haven't like quite perfected their cloning shit. So it's a weak clone and it needs the IV. Right. And like, that's why she won't walk it back because there's no emotional attachment to this clone of her mom, even yeah. though she thought there would be. And that's why she made it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's it. like version one of what, the clone. What is, yeah. what, what's the, there's some Westworld what, vibe there. When, yeah. when you go into that theory, how, how would the daughter have survived basically? Is there any, just, you know, just, just did. That's the question. It's just, oh, we saved the baby. Here in Vietnam, in the third world country, sure. I also saw a headline that was like, uh, Lady True is Asian because they needed an Asian character and that's it. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm serious. That was an actual headline I saw. Okay. And I was like, look, I don't think they just like, like go into the, they don't look at the cast like, all right, what racial gaps do we need to, maybe they do. I have no idea. Maybe they have to do that at this point. Yeah. And well, and even if they do, so what? No, I'm just, it was just a funny headline. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I was like, okay. That's Great. so ridiculous because <laughs> Vietnam is a huge part, part of, right. of the yes. of the mythology mm-hmm. and the fact that Angela and this character are from Vietnam comes into play anyway. In this very episode. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't really know. what I didn't write that headline. Um, Why'd you write that Why headline? Why did you write right? that headline, Ross? Yeah, God, damn. God damn. Okay, what else? What, what else do we need to touch on here? Uh, let's see. We talked about Vite and what he's doing. He's got his he's got his baby microwave where he yeah. is he is able to do something unique there I believe with the cooking of the babies. Yeah, he oh, figures yeah. out little loopholes for himself, to, oh, to right. make them genius, grow so immediately. Yeah. yeah, he can he can do stuff like that. Yes, so he is able to do little loopholes within. Like again, he's just playing with the parameters they've given him, but finding ways to make things work for him in his attempt to escape or whatever. What what I don't get is that if he is on Mars or the moon, on the moon and he's trying to launch himself into space. Then what? The, the suits that he's making are not going to keep you protected from the harsh vacuum of space. The atmosphere you know? and such? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, and then, then what? He's in space and he's just going to float around until somebody or... finds him? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good That's a good point. What happens after he launches himself with this very basic catapult wearing knights, <laughs> a knight suit of armor into space? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a suicide mission, perhaps? I don't know. I don't know. So it's possible... Again, th- th- this this still begs the question. Uh, like, I feel very confident that he's in one of those biodome things, yeah. right? Where that biodome is, yet still to be determined. Unfair. It could be on Earth. It could be that this is uh, like yeah, it some could like be. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a big one that includes like an atmosphere or a stratosphere, and so he has to get pretty high up to like find the be- the edge or or to get out of it or something like that. Perhaps going all the way into space. We're not sure. So I, that, that's all I got, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm very much enjoying this. I'm, I look forward to this show. It's, uh, it's just great. It's good. The music's good. The, the characters are good. It's well done. It is. I mean, I'm, like I said, it's this was my fun. favorite so far. I'm it's more, fun. I'm more hook, line and sinker now after four episodes than much more so than I was after three, two or one. So this one did it for me. Um, it was, it was incredible. And like I said, I'm just like, I've hit the point where there's so many things I, I need to know, which is often the case with the Lindelof show. Sure. That that you get excited for every week, but then the list keeps growing. <laughs> Forever yeah. and ever. Right. And ever. And then one day there's a finale and you hope that you get some joy out of that. But so far, Watchmen, four episodes deep on HBO has been phenomenal. Today's episode of OCC is also brought to you by Quip, makers of the greatest toothbrush in the history of oral hygiene. Uh, these are phenomenal. Quip is awesome. They're going to blow your mind. They make your mouth feel so much more 
fresh and clean, clean than any other toothbrush is ever going to have an opportunity or a chance to do. They have a built-in two-minute timer that buzzes every 30 seconds to ensure you achieve a full and even clean. It's an incredible tool. It's my favorite part of uh, brushing with Quip, but it's not the only great thing about Quip. They also automatically deliver brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule so that you're never using an old crusty-ass toothbrush with bristles that are ineffective or hurt your gums or your teeth. Screw that. Get a Quip. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use. It comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount, another phenomenal feature. Uh, they make brushing something you actually want to do twice a day, a fun, enjoyable party. I mean, not, you know, an enjoyable part of your routine that's actually making you feel like you're accomplishing something because your mouth feels so clean afterward. Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill pack free, your first refill free at getquip.com slash dragon. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to get. QUIP.com slash dragon to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash dragon. Quip also makes a phenomenal gift for the holiday season. If you are uh, considering shopping for loved ones, family, friends, etc., who maybe need a better toothbrush, you got that one friend. You know. You know. Now let's talk about His Dark Materials. Also on HBO. HBO, give us money. Um, whew. Okay. Where to start on his dark materials? What I guess going into this, I knew nothing uh, beyond what we had discussed on the show before, and, and sort of like hyped it up at one point. I'd watched the trailer, and uh, and that was that was about it, Barrett. I didn't I didn't. There's I knew this is, it's this sort of came from the same young adult novel world that produced the movie called The Golden compass which i routinely refer to as the golden company yes because of game of thrones downstairs Mm mix-ups and um it is called something different not in the u.s that first book which we refer to as the as the golden compass i love gold i love gold Smoking a pancake. Um, it is called. I'm looking it up here because it's slipping my Ooh. mind. Um, I can tell you the author's name. Philip Pullman, right? Damn it! Yeah, that Northern was Lights. It's you. called Northern Lights. Ah, which we see. You know, we ah. see some Northern Lights in episode one. That's really all I knew. I knew it was going to have some fantastical sci-fi elements to it. I gotta. I, I gotta say, I got thoughts on this show. Okay, share them. That's what we're here for. This is a safe place. I am surprised that this is an HBO show. Why is that? Because it feels like a Netflix show. Hmm. And here's what I, here's what I mean by that. This feels like very kind of classic entertainment media, especially from like a new media company. Because a lot of times what I feel like those type of companies are doing is they're just kind of like, scrambling around to throw spaghetti Bunch at the wall. Yeah. And so they like grab the IP, right? And then they're like, oh, and we got James McAvoy. And they put those two pieces together. And they're like, now we got a cool story and we got a big star. And oh yeah, yeah, let's get some let's get some cool special effects. We'll get it's kind of a crazy story. We'll slap it all together. Bada bing, bada boom. We'll throw it out there. People will watch that, won't they? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll watch it. It just again, only one episode. We always talk about how you need three. Absolutely. But it just I also full full disclosure full disclosure I probably watched the first episode when I was too tired to be watching it. Ah, uh, yeah, that could be a problem with this show particularly. Um, but it just didn't feel 100% considered 
it, it's just it's so rare that I watch something on HBO at this point that I don't like want to rave about. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Like everything that they do is so well executed and seems so precise. And it, it, even when they miss, it it's like you can you can at least see where they were throw trying to throw the dart. Right. And this show Unless it's hung, in which case I was like, what? And this show just feels like they were throwing like a broader net than they usually try to to cast out there. Do you know what I mean? So this one premiered on BBC One. And it's one of those things that's like in, in okay. it's one of those things that's in partnership. It was well, produced that, by BBC th- Studios. This explains much. Yeah. Um produced by BBC Studios, New Line Cinema and Bad Wolf for BBC One and HBO. So this is uh See Barrett, again, this is what happens when you don't do your research. HBO is handling international distribution for it, and that is essentially the relationship that HBO has with this show in to my understanding. Now, okay. that being said, do we see, you know, how many HBO characters pop up throughout the course of it? And sure. uh the one I'll I'll say I didn't come out with as negative or as as I guess uh as dim of a, a, a hope for the future as you did. I went in with nothing, though. Like, I didn't have a level of anticipation for this show. In fact, I just assumed it would suck. I'll be frank. This Just based on the trailer, I was like, this is going to be a really tough one. We're going for another Game of Thronesy type of show. Uh, this is going to be very difficult to pull off. And then I never really heard... It's like slid in here in this weird sort of area of the year where there's all this really overhyped stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get, get you know discussed as much. Obviously, we're going to discuss it. But by the end of episode one... I was really excited. Um, I, I kept seeing, you know, you mentioned the golden compass. At one point, she like busts out a golden compass. Or like, right, right. I we was, see the golden I'm sorry, compass. I'm sorry, it's an it's anesthesiologist that she gets handed. Um, not a golden compass. And it's not an anesthesiologist. <laughs> it's like, I'm making a joke. Come on. That is the golden compass, though. I, I would I would wager to guess that it is. Oh, you would. Okay. Ye, ye old golden compass ah well it sure as hell looked like a compass barrett and it's golden <laughs> as fuck so i thought it was the golden compass and then they ca- said yeah, it was it's called an, an, old, an old gziac an anaurapist uh, why'd they have to make all the names so complicated man this is what these books do dude fucking books dude yeah shit i wrote a book and there wasn't any word bigger than like six letters in there <laughs> couldn't everybody stay on that page <laughs> fuck uh but no in my point building that's true my point be- i tried my point being um I'm in for this, and now I'm I'm going to your point about watching it too tired. I'm going to need to go back and rewatch the first episode again, to especially the front ten minutes, mm-hmm. because everything that happens with that setup of McAvoy dropping off his what we then later find out is his niece um, at this uh, place of learning, place of learning where she's going to be a protected. college. She's protected. A university. Yes, yeah. She becomes protected by the uh, educational magic headmaster. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? I don't want this baby. And McAvoy's like, take care of it. You protect her. And he's like, what? This is a library, sir. This is a school. And he's just running into the distance. This and that's one, how the story starts. I, I heard one English accent and I was like, subtitles. Yeah, oh, God, yes. You needed subtitles <laughs> desperately for this one. Um, they were, there's like a lot of aspects of it that pull from other things. Like, like or that don't pull from other things, but are, there are parallels. Like the North. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you gotta go north like in Game of Thrones and then it's a Game of Thrones character telling us he's going north and you're just like what's happening here <laughs> am I watching Game of Thrones again which maybe one, that was part of the reason I loved it tells me he's going Jorah Mormont's like one of the people that's gonna go north what yeah I and Glenn I swear is he not oh damn dude if I didn't catch that then I really was too tired I and Glenn 
his dark materials. Come on, internet. Well, I could be wrong. What, what about just that everybody, everybody has a spirit animal, a literal spirit animal? Yeah, so that's a crazy aspect of the show. Yeah, but they, don't, I want tell you, they don't tell you what happens if somebody kills your spirit animal. No, not yet. Well, let's talk about our main character, Lyra. Okay. Okay. Um, her spirit animal, it's AKA, not called a spirit uh, animal. Mini Wolverine. They're called daemons. De- demons is what it sounds like when the British say it, but it's spelled D-A-E-M-O-N-S. So in like the first 10 minutes, one of the characters says daemons, and then the rest of the episode, they say demons. So was, that was so... That's annoying. Yeah. Well, the subtitles say annoying. D-A-E-M-O-N-S. Right, right. It's more like demons, but they, they say demons. Right, and they're a manifestation of the human soul, and they are different... You're, you, it, they like become different animals until they settle on one. Right. And then that's your animal, your your daemon demon for the rest of your life, I let's, guess. So let's talk about which animal you would prefer your daemon to settle on. That is such a difficult decision. And when you start to see some of the options on this show on the screen, you're like, damn it. So, here's, here's the thing. Because you either go eccentric or you go one of the kings of the jungle or baddest yeah, animals got, of that, the zoo. That's the thing. You James McAvoy... His his Damon so far is so much cooler than everybody else's. Like he really lucked out. You gotta go big cat here. You have to what go that, with a, the big cat. Is that a snow leopard? It's like a snow leopard or like a snow lynx or Thanks. something. Fucking fly. It's it's very cool. He won the the Damon battle. Meanwhile, other people over here got ferrets and hawks. Why does it like feel hawks like... are okay? But do, you you can't pet a hawk. It's like, I want a big cat stalking around next to me. Oddly enough, I'd compare a hawk to like a house cat. Like it's cool, but it doesn't give a shit about you. <laughs> you know, the hawk yeah, isn't yeah, gonna yeah. come and like chill next to you on the couch while you watch TV. Cats will yeah. do that. I'm just but no. So you got you got maybe a go, hawk will. I don't know. I hope we see other people with big cats, or maybe or or like you said, just something totally eccentric. Like maybe you just have like a little like a like a frog. Yeah. The ferret um, salamander. I felt like the, the the ferret was the most featured, and I found myself asking like, why the fuck the f- if it can switch whenever it wants, like why? And then I was like, oh, ferrets are not that difficult to CGI. It's basically a simple fucking. It it's also like a it rat also, you pulled on from both sides. Y- you mentioned some of the things that that this show kind of like wants to pull from, and just general YA and fantasy stuff, kind of, you know, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like little slippery ferrets, like going up and in in your pocket and out of your sleeves and like crawling around in your neck, is like. That, Harry Potter scabbers. Uh-huh. It's always. I feel like he's always crawling around on Ron. There's sneaking a, through his coat pockets and stuff. There's another one in um, the new Harry Potter movie series that's called what the hell? In, uh, beasts in uh, yeah, Fantastic, Fantastic beasts. beasts and Where to Find Them. That is obsessed with like gold and and stealing pocket watches. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic beasts. So the, the little slippery animals monster. like that, I just feel like are, are popular go tos. Niffler. Niffler. That, Niffler. That dang old Niffler. He's always going in and out of pockets and taking things he's not supposed to. Um, here's your just your synopsis for this show in general if you're trying to get sold on it still. His Dark Materials is set in an alternative world where all humans have an animal companion called Daemons, which are the manifestation of the human soul. The series follows the life of a young girl named Lyra. That's our main character, played by Daphne Keene who is an orphan living with the scholars at Jordan College, Oxford. That's where she was dropped off by her uncle James McAvoy at the front of the episode. Uh, as in Pullman's novel, this is based on a book by Philip Pullman called His Dark Materials. Um, 
Library discovers a dangerous secret that involves Lord Asriel, which is James McAvoy, which is what we get to at the end of the episode and uh, at the end of the pilot, and uh, Marissa Coulter, 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 whatever. In her search for her missing friend, Lyra also dis- uncovers a series of kidnappings and its link to the mysterious substance called dust. Dust. The dust explanation that we get from McAvoy. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? I, I just, I, I, don't, I know we're not supposed to be at a point where we fully understand what's happening with this show, but I was like, okay, so wait, okay. He had a special camera experience, photography experience, mm-hmm. that allowed him to see that uh, only adults carry dust with them, not children mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It was a very strange phenomenon that he was attempting to explain in a very intense and visual way. Um, so I was just like, what the fuck? And again, this is why I need to go back and watch the first episode again. This was not really one. It was like, it felt like Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Um, there were elements of like three other things that made me think of in here that I was just like, oh my God, I love this. But it's it's a lot mashed up. So I get why you got the feeling like this was so, sort of pieced together attempt at this big bad fantasy show. Now, yeah. it, I, it, I'm just it, saying, it, I, got a, I got a feeling of hope out of it. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, you watched The Affair, right? Yes. Through the first... Four seasons, Which anyway. starred Ruth Wilson. Yes. that's That was like her big breakout role right, on The Affair. Right, right, right. She played the... Uh, are, the are her teeth the in this show her real teeth? Or did you notice some prosthetics going on there? Um, I'm only here to ask the important questions. I folks. didn't notice a difference about teeth. She just has a very strange mouth as a, as a yeah, human. Yeah, okay. A very unique mouth, unique I should mouth. say. Yes, yeah. Unique New York. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Well... Here's what I think I'm going to do. Here's where I'm at on this. I'm going to watch the, the this week's episode that is already available. But I'm also going to watch The Mandalorian. And if Mandalorian... Crushes. You know, strikes my fancy. Mm-hmm. Floats my boat. I might have to drop Dark Materials. So The Mandalorian is a show. Yeah. I thought it was a movie. It's a show. People keep saying, we're going to have to watch The Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah, we will. It's a movie. We'll watch it. It'll take two hours. It's fine. <laughs> Chill. Nah, they mean show. because it's a show. Yeah. Another show. Another streaming service. You know what would be great for you is if I love his dark materials and I'm stuck watching it now because mm-hmm. I've been sucked in, <laughs> and then I love The Mandalorian too, and we just and I just eventually die like one of those uh, those kids that can't stop playing World of Warcraft on Adderall to to, to get yeah. some sustenance yeah. into their life. It's a uh, on my couch. No, it is. A, it is. Be, I'm gonna be sunk in on my couch. It's with a this danger. It's a risk. In front of me, it's Barrett. a risk. Yeah. It's a visual for everyone on Twitch of yeah. me dead. That's what I'm gonna look like dead. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, so, so far, so good setup-wise for me, Barrett. Not so much feeling it yet, but we'll see what happens after episode two. Yeah, yeah. It's and already gonna, available, I, like you said. Right, and I'm going to watch with with far more energy and, uh, better have some and gusto. And gusto. I was going to say gusto. You better. And uh, and um, vigor. Good. good. Vigor. Good. Who, where, some... where did we just hear vigor? Was that in Parasite? Like a million, like three times in a row? Perhaps. Yeah, it was. It Respect! Was. <laughs> 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 That's never gonna get old, is it? That's never gonna get old. Um, it was, what's up? It was. It was. It was in during the English lesson. Ah, he oh, says. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says. You he basically says the answers don't matter. Vigor matters. Okay. And it was kind of you know. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. It was maybe too sexy for our own good, but you know. Oh. 
Hmm. Guess you'll have to go tune into our Patreon episode to find out. All right. This episode of OCC is also brought to you by Truman's. When I'm walking down the cleaning aisle at a grocery store, it can feel a lot like you're in like a complicated chemistry lab surrounded by hundreds of different cleaners for different surfaces and a spectrum of different colors and scents. It's a pain in the ass, and I'm sick of it, and that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to Truman's, the coolest cleaning company on the internet, probably in the entire universe. Truman's is decluttering the cleaning aisle with four non-toxic cleaners for your entire home, shipped free to your door. This stuff is awesome. Uh, the way it works is incredibly cool. It, I got my first shipment in. I got their starter kit, which y'all are going to get a cool deal on at the end of this read. If you stick around, you'll hear the code. Um, their starter kit will allow you to try all four cleaners and really familiarize yourself with exactly what they've got going on. It is a much better way to clean, seriously changing the world. And to get started, all you have to do is order your Truman starter kit and try all four of those non-toxic spray cleaners for 45 days, risk-free, plus free shipping. Four reusable bottles are going to show up with four amazing refill cartridges and special deals on their refill plan. These non-toxic sprays feature an all-purpose kitchen cleaner, a glass and technology cleaner, an all-purpose bathroom cleaner, and a floor cleaner that works on all hard flooring surfaces, has everything covered. So this is all you need, and that's sort of the beauty of it, is you're not walking up and down the grocery store aisle trying to figure out what you need for where. they got everything in one place. They've got it in a very safe and effective and awesome uh, form, saving space, plastic, and money. All you have to do is add water to Truman's refill cartridges. You'll reuse the same bottles that's why Fast Company honored them as a world-changing idea. Tackle all of your home's tough cleaning needs today the smarter way with Truman's. To receive 50% off your Truman starter kit, visit trumans.com. Enter the promo code DRAGON at checkout. That's T-R-U-M-A-N-S.com. Promo code DRAGON for 50% off your starter kit. Truman's, a better cleaning experience. That is what I use to clean every spick and span we've inch been, of my house We've been using point. it like crazy. Mm. We have next up on the conversation docket, Barrett, is our top five movies for an actress this week by the name of one Julia Roberts. Ah, not Julia Gulia, not Julia Gulia, not Julia Gulia. Just want to be clear again, not Julia <laughs> Gulia. Um, I know Ocean's Eleven is going to be on your list, Barrett, so let's get that one out of the way immediately. Okay, all right, not crossing it off. Actually, but you know, she is great in Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Thirteen. She actually might be the she's the bright spot. Well, I like Ocean's Twelve regardless, but she gets to play around a lot in Ocean's Twelve. Okay, as as you know that that is the film of the three of the trilogy that is most you know derided, I guess you could say, mm. not as highly thought of. But she gets to play around. They they rope her in at the end, and she's she is Julia Roberts playing a character in the movie who then plays Julia Roberts. So it's wow. very. It's very meta. That's so meta, bro. You know, you know. Sick. How, guess how old Julia Roberts is? 53. 52. Smoking. 52 years old. Wow. Wow. Uh, she got to have one of the most famous smiles on earth, doesn't she? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. So let's run through some of her best okay. and finest. First off, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. One of the movies that first made me uh, very, a, a combination of morality and sexuality in a way that I had never experienced before. Because you liked, you liked the leopard print top with the cleavage. I love the push-up bras. Uh-huh. Everything uh-huh. That, that Aaron had going, it just struck me. It struck my fancy. <laughs> and she was doing good. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's out, out there, there trying to save fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. And look hot while she's doing it. 
She was like the legally blonde before legally blonde, you could argue. Uh-huh. A real life legally blonde. Uh-huh. And 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 inspired by uh, that movie inspired by actual real life events and a real life woman named Erin Brockovich who actually saved real lives. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Anyway, so that one's somewhere on my list. Maybe just make it number 1. Sure. Why not? No, my number 1 for her is Pretty Woman. Okay. And and I and that's like I don't think anything comes close. I know a lot of you are yelling like Hook, Ross, you love Hook. You do. I, I, I love was, Hook. Okay. But she's like a she, yeah. come on, she's like a secondary. She's a supporting actress. Tiny char- literally tiny character for most of the movie. She blows up for one scene. So, I love Hook, but I I just I don't even like Hook is a strange movie in the way that I qualify it for anyone beyond Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. Um, for whatever reason. Pretty Woman is my my definitive number one Julia Roberts movie. It's the one that I've like when there are other movies she's in that if they come on, I'm like, I'll catch a few minutes, that's tight or whatever. But like over the course of a year, I probably see Pretty Woman a couple times, almost by accident, because it's just on so much. Right, right. Especially during the holiday season and stuff. Big fan of that one. Charlie Wilson's War was was really fun. Um, I loved her Texas accent in that movie. You remember Steel Magnolias? Of course I remember Steel Magnolias. Are you kidding me? Man, that's a way back. Yeah. Classic. Classic cinema. I know. I don't think I've seen this since I was probably... I don't know. It came out when I was two. I probably haven't seen it since I was 12. Sally Field. She's in one of the best... Dolly Parton. She's in one of the best, like straight up rom-coms ever which Not, one Notting Hill I thought you were going to say Runaway Bride yeah um, Notting Hill with Hugh Grant excellent Notting Hill's a legitimately good movie another uh, she did a lot of rom-coms My Best Friend's Wedding right right she's also in Stepmom which is a great you know film about be nice to your stepmom you little twerps out there was that the one where the trailer was like the most depression inducing thing of all time yeah like everyone has cancer yeah because mom dies Everyone, like, that. by the end of the trailer, you have cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. sucked. Uh, I never watched that because I was like, oh. I, and, like, I, mom I, was always kind of like a bitch to stepmom, and, like, the kids hated but her. Now she's but then mom dying. gets cancer, and she's dying, and it's like somebody has to step in to fill these shoes and raise these kids. How do we reach these kids? <laughs> so, yeah, you got stepmom, Mystic Pizza. Uh, Netflix tried to get me to watch N- Mystic Pizza for, like, for six and a half years, probably, and I never did. Let's not forget Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> we won't. Okay. Um, what else we got on <laughs> Never here? Never watched that either. Is that So we can't put it in our top five. Uh, Mona Lisa's Smile, also a good little Wayne song. Oh, God. You remember, did you ever see The Mexican, her and Brad Pitt? Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. That's a fun little romp. Eh, I could have done without it. <laughs> did you ever see Duplicity? Is that, uh, is that the one with, is that the same as Multiplicity? No. It, so it doesn't have Michael Keaton in it? No, there's not 15 Michael Keatons in it, okay. like in Multiplicity. <laughs> um, oh, man, I don't know. How do you even do a top five for this woman? Valentine's Day, everyone Valentine's was in that movie. Day, every, yeah, that's, yeah, got to have one of those in there. Everyone was in that movie. Hook was in 1991. I cannot believe that. God, I'm so getting old, bro. You know, when we do, like, when we do... These, these, and we, and I end top up, five, lo- top five, yeah, top and I five. look back at, at these, these actors, their, their filmographies. It's always weird because so many movies were kind of a big deal when they came out. Yeah. And then I have to read the list like seven times to like catch them. Like the Mexican, I glanced over it the first nine times I looked at this list. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, holy shit. That's, that's the one where she's with Brad Pitt. And it was like a pretty big deal. And 
You know, they don't really make movies like the Mexican. That's the type of movie that they don't make anymore. Whenever we have the conversation about like types of movies that they don't really make anymore, right? You know the the, clo- the closest that we're Super getting the school. closest that we're getting is like Last Christmas, the one that just came out with Amelia Clark and Hen- Henry Goulding. And the only reason that that one got a chance is because they you know couched it as, as a holiday Christmas movie. Okay, but just like two big actors, you know, kind of doing a dance on screen and like just like getting into some trouble and and having a good time and throwing some suitcases out windows and. Baja or whatever. Sure. You know, Sexy. you don't see it anymore. No, that's just pure old school Hollywood. Beer. I mean, that was 2001, Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. You you put like two of the most famous people in the world on screen together in a movie that wasn't a Marvel, Marvel movie. Yeah. See, I feel like the thing is a lot of these big 90s movies aged like shit. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they did not age well. Didn't hold up. No. And as a result, it's easy to forget them. Like, um... And a lot of them had truly, I don't, for whatever reason, nobody knew how to make a trailer until like 2006. <laughs> Every trailer from the 90s is absolutely garbage. It's like if you were trying to convince somebody not to watch the movie instead of to watch it. So like you forget about like Sleeping with the Enemy from 1991, but that's another one from Julia Roberts, also closer. The Pelican Brief. Oh yeah, see that's one that's always, she always had, all of her movies have names that really stick with you. She knows how to pick them like that. Yeah. Can, you know? can, can I say one thing about the Mexican real quick? Yeah. Ben. I remember when it came out, and it's a fine movie. James Gandolfini like steals that movie. That's right. Um, he is in that. But I remember reading a review where the critics said, at the theater that I went to see this movie at, the Mexican, the poster is Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts staring beautifully at each other. And somebody had graffitied on the, po- on the poster is is the movie about their pool boy. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. What the fuck? No way. Because it's called The Mexican. Right. Somebody took that opportunity <laughs> yeah. to make a racist pool boy joke? <laughs> yeah. Because it's two white people on the front staring right. at each other. And it's called The Mexican. It was 2001, different times, man. Classic, classic joke. That is good. I always did wonder that when I saw the preview. I was like, what... Wonder who the Mexican will be. It's the in gun. This film. Right? It was the gun. Yeah, it was the yeah. gun. Is it who is it Brad Pitt? Is that Brad Pitt? Why do I feel like it's Johnny Depp? Brad because Pitt. you're because now you're thinking of a similar movie with a gun, they, but they, they went a little bit more actiony, thrillery with it. But that's Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, who basically did like the 2010 version of that movie, and it was called The Tourist. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and it also was like Rango. a it was like a li- they, they they it was a little bit more kind of actiony crime heisty, okay, than the Mexican was. Yeah, sure, we needed two versions. Yeah, or similar versions. I actually that's another the tourist with we haven't gotten to, J- to Depp or Angelina Jolie, and I don't think it would make top five for either one of those for me. No, but that is a, that that it got widely panned by the critics. It's not that bad. It's pretty fun. It's enjoyable. It's a Barrett movie. It is. It total. It's a total Barrett movie. You should yeah. have like a like an Oprah's book club, but for <laughs> Barrett, like stamp of approval movies that are like that people widely pan, but that are actually enjoyable and fun. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Try, try to well, think of what that's my f- first recommendation right there. The tourist. You can't just Johnny do Depp, a B, Angelina though. Jolie. She just does the O as her symbol, and you just put the sticker on the book, mm-hmm. and you make a million dollars. You you can't just do a B. You're gonna have to come up with something. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't have to. I don't have a definitive top five. Those are all her great movies, though. Go watch all of them. Support Julia Roberts, <laughs> a great American actress, uh, America's sweetheart. She right. from from Smyme, Smyrna, Smyrna, Georgia. Hmm. She's a southern gal, huh? 
Yep. Yeah, she's been acting since the, the amount of years I've been alive. No wonder she could do that Texas accent so well. Am I right? I guess. She's got three kids. Random Julia Roberts facts to end the segment. <laughs> this episode of OCC Songs are brought to you by Breaking News here today, Barrett. It's brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, I just spilled water all over the place, but in a safe way that didn't touch any electronics somehow. Uh, excuse me, though. Before anybody skips, like, okay, I've heard uh, the Manscaped read. No, 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 my friend. No, no. Breaking News. And this is also just generally hysterical. You need to hear this. And now I've spilled water everywhere, so it's even more chaotic. The Manscaped (laughs) engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's (laughs) (laughs) skin-safe technology. Thank you, Barrett, for wiping down the table. Now you're a busboy. We've been talking about Manscaped all year here on OCC. Uh, When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Why would you need 90 full minutes (laughs) to attack your downstairs mix-up? I don't know. But now you can, Some and people that's are what America's all about, dude. Some bros are hairy. Some people have a lot of hair. It's not just a bush down there. It's a goddamn forest, and you need 90 minutes to combat that thing. Manscaped's got you. One of the cool new features they've got is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. This thing is like this, the, this sweet, like, geared-up sniper rifle of, of ball hair and penis trimmers. You have to have it. <laughs> You have to. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke, trademark, technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. What you want is people to walk into your restroom and see your manscaped and say, my God, it must be magnificent. Can I just chime in here? What a great groomsman gift this would be, huh? Just get all your groomsmen's. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Manscapers, sure, sure, or your husband or boyfriend or platonic friend that you paint in the nude that desperately needs some help with their downstairs mix-up. Barrett, will you say downstairs mix-up? I already the old Greg I, voice. I, I, oh, I said downstairs mix-up once as, on this podcast already today. As Greg though, as old Greg. Oh well, I gotta. Barrett man, does a really, geez, really I gotta good. Get sorry to put you on the spot. Barrett does a very good. I'm old um, Greg. He does a decent old Greg. There, I'll sell it down. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I will maybe I will deal with you. There you go. Maybe I'll deal with you like I dealt with <laughs> Kelly Jefferson. <laughs> Show Jim a downstairs mix-up. Creamy. Beige. What does he offer everyone? Bailey's. Bailey's from a shoe. You want to drink Bailey's from a shoe? Yes. <laughs> Old Greg. You wow. You know what I call this one? Oh, Bailey's. I wonder how many people know what we're talking Do you know about. what I call this one? Bailey's. He really loves Bailey's <laughs> from a shoe. Do you know what I call this one? As close as you can get to Bailey's without getting your eyes wet. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. The code on manscaped.com is OCC. You get 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Old Greg is completely uninvolved. Trim that junk of yours. 20% off free shipping. Code OCC, manscaped.com. If you're listening to me speak right now, you are literally one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product that they have released, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. The, uh, where is it? Lawnmower 3.0. 3.0. Not 2.3. 3.0, that's insane. And again, fantastic gifts. It's gift-giving season. Manscaped.com, code OCC. Your balls will thank you. And that will do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thanks to our sponsors again for supporting the show. Last, support uh, them to support yeah. us. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, support, go ahead. Support month. the sponsors. Support the sponsors. Continue. I just had one. I had a note to chime in with. What is it? Well, I, I, I was... 
you told me it was going to be Julia Roberts for our, for our discussion of, of top fives top five, and top five, top great five. movies of, of the, uh, of said actors, uh-huh. actresses, et cetera. Um, and I was thinking, I was thinking, Hmm, you know what? I wonder if there's any way to tie in Julia Roberts to this new announcement of a friends reunion. Oh, but I was like, nah, nah. You know, I don't, I don't think she ever did the guest, this, the friends guest spot. I don't think she did. But either. she did. Yeah. Wow. Nineteen ninety six. She plays Susie Moss in the one after the Super Bowl Part Two. Oh my God. So dude. what a perfect segue. Julia Roberts was on Friends in nineteen ninety six, and now Friends has announced that they are doing like a reunion special for the whole HBO Max thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm confused about how Friends landed on HBO. Be- okay. So, Netflix had Friends under contract, right? Which was net or Friends was made on which network? So that's where the that's where the confusion is with a lot of this stuff is okay. because this and this happens all the time, but a studio will produce a show that then airs on a network that doesn't own that studio, right? And sometimes this happens like between competing networks. Like I think like. Uh, what is it? Maybe it's Modern Family. I, I may, Modern Family might not be it. I might just be talking out my ass here. But let's just let's just say it is for now. Hypothetically, it's like Modern Family is like produced and made by Fox Studios, but Fox didn't want it, so a, so ABC picked it up. Huh. So and now you got now you got Fox Studios producing the show, but ABC, who's owned by Disney, is like airing the show. And then it's like, so who gets it? Well, Fox Studios, I believe, you know, unless there's something worked out in any number of of contracts will own like the rights to the show. And so they'll own the rights to in previous years sell it into syndication and now they own the rights to sell it to the highest streaming bidder. But ah. that's that's the type of thing that happens. So this was just a streaming bidder situation. So friends it was time for friends to find a new home, HBO Max won the bidding war. So HBO Max won the won the bidding war. Yes. Wow, that's I do we I'm assuming that figure is private and has to be if not the highest, um, one of the highest in the history of entertainment. Oh, it looks like here's uh, sources say Warner Media paid 85 million per year for five years, 425 million to reclaim streaming rights to Friends for its own platform. Yeah, Netflix, Netflix had paid 80 million to 100 million to keep Friends for 2019, this and is, was it, ultimately outbid by Warner Brothers. To, to get, Warner and Media. then, and then we're diving into to nitty gritty financials that I don't really understand because so Friends was a Warner show. And Warner, now, you know, they said reclaim the rights. That's because I believe, like, Time Warner now owns HBO. Oh, okay. Which owns AT&T as well. Yeah, the Warner Media-backed HBO Max. So Warner bid, made the highest bid, but are they just paying themselves? Like, I don't know. There's different subsidiaries, and this is where money laundering becomes a problem, <laughs> and taxation, and there's all kinds of weird shit but going yeah. on. <clears throat> um. Anyway, that'll be interesting. At least we'll have. Do we get HBO Max automatically if we're an HBO subscriber? Right. Yes, you have to. I think so. Okay. Um, well, so it'll be nice to have access to Friends again. I've sort of missed it. Has it been on Netflix this whole year? It's still on Netflix. You can go watch it right now. Oh no! Shit. Go home, watch some Friends. Let's do that. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> Old Greg. Oh, God, what else? Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles for more OCC if you need it. Social media, we're on Instagram, at Oysters, Clams, Cockles. We're on Twitter, at Clams and Cockles. We're on Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. If you follow us on social media, you'll get updates when new episodes drop. 
and uh, and stuff like that. You can follow me, Ross Bolin, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at wrbolin at w r b o l e n. And you can also hear my voice on the Ross Bolin podcast a couple times a week. Available all the same places OCC is available. The Ross Bolin podcast: humor, comedy, animals, sports, current events, mental health, addiction, substance abuse, life, all kinds of good shit in there. Uh, go listen to it, Barrett. Where can we follow you and hear more of your voice? At Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter. And then check out my other podcast, Club Cool, wherever you're listening to this one. We talk about style, pop culture. We're actually about to go record an episode in just a few minutes here. Me and Big Phil, a.k.a. Big Philly Style. Mm -hmm. Today, we're talking about... Are you recalling? What? You don't even know. I'd have to look at the rundown. You're going in dry? We're talking about... Uh, we're I thought talking you were lube, man. We're talking about... Uh, <laughs> I think we got jumpsuits on the document. Look, man, you've already come up with the concept for your show. You need to go get two bottles of lube. <laughs> and you're good. That's it. You uh, spray no, them all over yourself and you fly around here. What, what we're going to do is we're going to have a great conversation. And you should go listen to it. That's all. Club. Cool. Also, the Ross Boland podcast. Mike, thank you for sharing with us Watchmen takes as always and, uh, and, and, and giving us the deep knowledge that you guys gain on Who Pods the Watchmen, which is another great show to go listen to if you want deeper dives and more insight into what's going on in the world and the universe of Watchmen. These guys are very well versed in the, uh, all of the, what is the word? I'm not the lore. The, sure, the, the source canon? material, the canon. Canon. Yeah, they're familiar. Mike, is it anything to say about that? Whopodswatchman.com. No? Uh, find me at Mike Moody on Twitter. I also want to say there's a, a speculation in the chat that... On Twitch? I, yeah, on Twitch, that maybe I'm not paying my heating bill because you're wearing your coat. Oh, no, it's quite <laughs> toasty in here. It's quite toasty in here. I just wanted to make that clear. No, Ross my, is wearing a coat for, for style. Yeah, this is, this is for personal uh, style preference. I'm quite warm. My nipples are, are just fine. <laughs> Very good. All right, we should leave now. Adios, muchachos. Bye.